because one thing that you start to do is you start as a pastor living in fear and doing things for Christian optics and believing your own BS. And then the congregation starts doing the same thing with the pastor. Mm -hmm. They, they um, expect him to live by these bumper stickers. They put Christian optics on him and on them, and it just yeah, they, it creates these two um, kind of blind yeah, sides yep, that yep. aren't truly I seeing think, each I other. I think a lot of the pastors may feel that pressure from the congregation to yeah. do these things, yeah. as you're saying, and they do them. In fear, yep. right, of they may leave. Yeah. They may say something bad. Man, if they let them go. Let, if you got a church of 20, praise God. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another edition of Bumper Sticker Faith. My name is Lewis Dooley. This is my brother, Sam Key. What's up, brother? Not much. Not Having much. a good week. Man, pretty good week, pretty good week over here. You, you got some. I'm getting sidetracked already. Yeah, no, that's you all right. some exciting things happen. Yeah, yeah, and we'll reveal that and more exciting news in a future in episode. In a future, yeah. In a future episode. But, um, man, BS Crew, what's up? Who are you? Do you know who you are? You are the ones who watch and listen to Bubba Sticker Faith. And so we appreciate that. And we need your help. We want to grow and expand. Um, not huge, but to grow and expand, to do some things. And in order to do that, we need your help. So if you're already a member, then you're already helping. And yeah. we've already grown and expanded a little bit because of your help. Mm -hmm. But we can do more if we have more growth, which means... The rest of you, some of you, maybe all of you, <laughs> become part of the BS crew. And what does that look like? What's that look like, Sam? It looks like going to our website, bumpstickerfaith.com, finding the menu tab that says uh, BS crew on it. Wow. You click on that little menu tab, and it'll take you to our Patreon page. Okay. And you, you'll learn how to sign up on one of the three different levels, the single life sentence, the double life sentence or the triple life sentence. That's my level. favorite, by the way. <laughs> the triple life. Why not go hard? You know, and if not, go home. <laughs> and uh, you can see how much. Um, it's not that much per month of giving, but the giving helps to. Um, we had we had to buy more storage recently. We did. That we was did. A, a storage is not not and that's, cheap, and that's not because cheap. today, right now, this is our thirty sixth episode. 36? 36, man. Uh, yeah. Do you ever think we'd make it to thirty six? <laughs> No, I didn't. I didn't know if we ever start the thing. And, and sometimes I'm like, should we take it out back and kill it? You know, so <laughs> I don't want to. So if y'all keep watching and listening, then I won't even have thoughts like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, 36 episode, which is good. And we actually have some bumper stickers now, which you can see. Um, bam, look at that. Yeah. BS. Isn't that the favorite thing you can have on your bumper sticker, on your car, in your window? Or maybe... On your favorite mug, um, mine happens to be a Smiling Moose Lodge from Montana with fly fishing. And as, as, as Vanna turns it, you can see that there's BS all over this thing. So And it says you, bumper sticker faith on it, too. It says so, bumper so sticker you know. faith. Yeah, so people see it, they won't think you own some BS. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it says, B, it says bumper sticker faith on it, so that's good. Um, and we did a survey today for this episode, and, and this is – I'm saying this is going to be my favorite episode. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first saw this topic on the list of topics you had, I was like, man, I want to do mm -hmm. that um, soon. 
it didn't happen soon, but it's happening at the right time. Yeah. You know, and so. so today's episode, things the congregation wish their pastor knew. Mm-hmm. Dude, man, we got some responses. Yeah, man. we did. We got some responses from people that seem a little sad. Mm-hmm. We got some responses from some people that seem a little mad. Yeah. We you got know. from the East Coast. We got from the West Coast. Boom. And for y'all from the Dirty South, if you listening, <laughs> y'all didn't show up. And maybe we ain't got nobody from the Dirty South. So if you know somebody from there, you need to send them a link and say, man, check this BS out. Stop being so nice. Stop being so nice. And that's an episode, by the way. And I wonder what my dog doing up there. He barking. If you hear some barking, that's my dog. Yeah. It's okay. He probably just tearing something up. He's he already, going out to survey. He already ate two hot and spicy chicken ramen noodle packs this so his stomach that's probably why he's yeah. walking his stomach probably tearing him up right now but anyway if you like our content man let us know you can share it with other people help us grow and expand this thing you can you can comment on itunes you can subscribe to youtube you can go find us on spotify so there's different mediums and whichever your favorite one mm-hmm. is you can check the bs um, podcast mm-hmm. out and you can check our website again which is bumperstickerfaith.com so check us out man and we have some new projects in the works too, man. Some new projects. Yeah, we ain't even gonna give you yeah. a sample. Eh, nah, nah, we, nah, we ain't nah. gonna give you a sample. You gotta keep listening, keep watching yeah, to see what's in the makes. And so, man, Sam, what we got, man? So things that the congregation wish their pastor knew, mm-hmm. and that's what we're gonna do today. And we're gonna do the flip side in a future episode. We're gonna see how long this one takes us. Uh, but we're going to do the flip side of things that the pastor wished the congregation knew. Mm. And we're going to be collecting some survey uh, information from pastors, too. So if you know a pastor. Yes, um, or you, if you are a pastor. Or if you are a pastor, we're going to have the survey just directly on our website at bumperstickerfaith.com. You can scroll down and find it, and you can fill that out in preparation for our future episode. But we have the results in for this episode. And I almost feel like we giving something away. You're like the results are in. <laughs> the results is like, oh man, pe- who who won the Bugatti? The, the people have <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bugatti, man. The results are in. And it wasn't fixed. Now go ahead, bro. You ain't even won a booger, let alone a Bugatti. Oh boy. <laughs> so the results are in, and uh, we're gonna go through those. We're gonna read the responses that people had of uh, and, and it was kind of interesting to see which way it would go because it didn't necessarily have to be negative. Sure. Some are positive, like, I really wish my pastor knew this, like, he's the greatest or whatever. Mm. But we'll get into that. But what I do want to say ahead of time is this has been one-sided so far. We've only heard from the congregation. And it's kind of a shame that we can't do both from the pastor and the congregation one episode, but that would take way too long. So we're just going to have to put the pastor's viewpoint uh, on hold for a bit. And, uh, and also, we're going to just read the responses how they are you know, comment on them or whatever. Um, and we're, we want to validate what people are expressing. And it's not that we necessarily agree with everything that they're saying. We may have a different viewpoint on some things. Uh, but we, Lewis and I just want to do our best just to um, let you know that whatever you said is valid and important. And uh, I just, and I've been hearing from people, and I've even been hearing from pastors too already, but I just think this is a big moment uh, for us, and it could be for you and for the church as well, uh, to see from these different vantage points. It's opportunity for people to speak their mind, to be honest, to open up, and then to uh, for us to be able to put two and two together and kind of see 
a possible way forward, Mm -hmm. given what pastors are saying, given what congregations are saying, because we love the church, and our hope and our prayer is for Christ to be uh, glorified and his mission accomplished uh, even more in the church, and this is just our way of helping that to happen. happen. So to get beyond the BS, (laughs) to peel off those bumper stickers and... and, uh, uh, say what we think, say what we feel, and to be honest and to communicate. All right, so let's get into our survey uh, results. And uh, oh, one other thing I wanted to say is that I've been on both sides of this thing uh, as both a pastor and a congregation member. So um, I feel both sides of it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I know where people are coming from. It's not just a black or white uh, issue on these. So. Here we go. Start from the beginning here. Sure. Now, I want people to know that there's there's a lot of overlap, which is pretty, uh, it should be pretty validating, you know, for people to say, oh, that, that person said what I what I said. Mm-hmm. And, and that's important for everyone to hear. So, so first thing is, uh, it's okay to express weakness and to be vulnerable. Uh, another... Do we want to comment on that as we I think go? Let's, let's read let's through read them. them. Yeah, read through them, and then we'll get okay. through what we get through today, and we may need yeah. a second episode. Yeah. Next one is, uh, this person said, get out in the real world. <laughs> All right. Next one, uh, hold the Bible in esteem more than Jordan Peterson does. Mm. Let, let's pause and talk about that first set for a second. <laughs> Well, let's go back to the top. If we're going to pause, we need to go through and do all of them because you don't get to pick one you want to talk about if we can't pick oh, other man. ones. So just read through them all, Okay, man. I'll just we, read through we okay. them. We'll, we'll come back. Okay. Some of us have trouble sleeping and can be utterly exhausted by the time we get to church. Most of us worry about money. Almost all of us are overcommitted and just don't have the time to do half the things they talk about from the pulpit. Bring a personal relationship with Jesus, this person said. Another thing, speak with courage about the things of morality and the Bible that no matter how controversial, like the sin of abortion and the sanctity of marriage. All right, so speak with courage about things of morality no matter how controversial. Bring the Bible to life in homilies. Next one, talk... To the people, don't preach at them. Engage them. Mm. Next one. I wish my pastor knew my name and where I served in the church. Love Sorry, I'm laughing. I love that one. Let me just say that again. That I remember when that one came in. I was, yeah. I, I wish my pastor. What? So what do I wish my pastor knew that he knew my name and where I served in the church? Next one. I wish pastors had an accurate understanding of the Bible. Mm. Next one, I wish he had the ability to bring stories of the Bible to real life. Next one, I wish more pastors knew very strong, capable women that are discouraged from leadership in the church based on conservative interpretations of the Bible, choosing to ignore examples in the Bible like Deborah, who is definitely a leader over men. With firsthand knowledge of the struggle, I think pastors can better teach their congregation. Mm. Next one. I'm tired of things at church feeling so scripted. It doesn't feel like they allow for the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Next one. Why are sermons, why are sermons uh, 
planned out so far in advance? What happened to preaching about topics that are relevant and specific to each church? Mm. So next one. If you're a pastor at a, quote, seeker-friendly church that has a lot of newcomers, stop speaking in Christianese, using words and phrases that only Christians and regular churchgoers would be familiar with. People don't talk in the King James Version anymore. Using Christian slang not only confuses newcomers, but makes them feel isolated as well. Next one. Are you a pastor or just a teacher? Meaning, are you shepherding your church or merely teaching them on a Sunday morning? There's a difference, and you should make sure that those expectations are set. Next one. The servant of all is the greatest of all. A pastor should lead by example. The pastors who just want to be at the pulpit on a Sunday morning aren't involved in serving in and with the church uh, elsewhere. Those guys stick out like a sore thumb. Uh, Next one. We don't all need to agree to be unified. You're a Republican. I'm a Democrat. Okay, who cares? We're part of the same church. In fact, build up your eldership to have different views and opinions. Try to get people from different backgrounds and perspectives. A church made up of a bunch of drones is destined for downfall. Here, I'll read a few. Yeah. <clears throat> and on that note, the continuation from the last one, on that note, keep politics the hell out of your messages. <laughs> um, if your message is more condemning than loving, it's not biblical. If someone leaves your church, they're still part of the church and the body of Christ. They're still deserving of love and should not be treated like they've been excommunicated. That we often think that you, the pastor, are too busy to get into the muck with us, but appreciate it when you do. Hmm. That some of us really do look at you to shepherd us, and that this involves putting a level of trust that you as a pastor are more than just someone who runs a program. That you will most importantly speak truth instead of always looking to be nice. Next, that when programs and church branding take precedence over people and the truth, it can be devastating. Real lives and real people are at stake. You cannot shepherd through programs alone. Deferring or abdicating your God-given responsibility to counselors, often secular, is not shepherding. Hmm. Next, many would step in to help or minister to others if they knew of the opportunities or were just simply asked. That many do not get involved in helping getting, (laughs) that many do not get involved in helping getting because they feel ill-equipped. Just off the top of my head, hope this helps. Wish more pastors would get more candid and challenging individually. When you're talking with us one-on-one, it's okay to share struggles. I realize that's a fine line with many. And it's okay to meet us where we are while helping us move forward. It's okay to be human. I've been able to be pretty blunt with my pastors. I've told them most of what I want them to know. I wish my pastor knew it was okay not to be okay. I wish my pastor knew he is human and doesn't have to be all things to all people. I wish my pastor knew we give him grace, not judgment. I wish I knew my pastor. I wish my pastor knew it's better to be real, transparent, and vulnerable. You can do the rest. The, uh, the, the specific nature of trials and temptations that were faced each week. So this person wants to know that. Uh, the scope and detail of other surrounding ministries affiliated with the church, like Celebrate Recovery, other outreach activities. Next, how to manage his available resources most 
effectively, connecting with the right people, with the right services at the right time. Next, the insight to see who in the church is doing what, how people are actively engaging in their faith during the week. Next, where the most most growth is needed in the church, like local outreach, student ministry, biblical literacy, and so forth. And then we have three more right at the end. That pastor, he is loved and appreciated by his flock. His calling as a shepherd of the sheep is of utmost importance. And he is not alone in his trials because members of the church care and are praying for him. I think those are good ones to end on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and if we didn't mention one of you, if, if you submitted something that we didn't mention it, then we got it too late just to keep it real. And like, you know, it didn't make the cut. Maybe we'll do a part two of this at some point. But we appreciate you if it didn't get mentioned. And the ones that did, we appreciate you. It was short notice. We realized that. So this is something new that we're doing. So um, a little grace um, yeah. would, would be appreciated because we're just – Fumbling and bumbling, right? We just some regular dudes, man, trying to do some stuff that can maybe be a help not only to us but to others as well. So, so what stands out to you from these? Oh man, it's a bunch of them that stands out, man. Yeah. Like, like it'll be easier for me when we get to it to be like, yeah, boom, this is this is one of my favorite ones. So let's take it from the top, man, and work our way down. Okay, so the very first one is it's okay to express weakness and to be vulnerable. That was like repeated. Over and over and over, yeah. So and over in these, right? Yeah, I love, I love. That's that's one of my favorite ones, man. Because I think that from my experience, and and you know, here's the thing: a caveat for both of us. We're speaking from our own experiences, mm-hmm. and we haven't been to every church in every country, <laughs> you know, and yeah. experienced everything. So, yeah. um, just with that in mind, when we speak, we're speaking from our own personal experience. And there's different denominations and traditions, you, you high all, church, low church, you got all that stuff, man. Yeah. But to me, in my personal experience, yep. I can't recall any of the churches that I've gone to, um, really being vulnerable. Now I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it never happened, mm-hmm. but in terms of the con, I don't want to use the word consistent because that has a connotation of they always got to be up mm-hmm. there like crying their eyes out <laughs> and airing their dirty laundry. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but I think that it's so rare that you can say it doesn't exist, mm-hmm. you know, with people being vulnerable. And um, I, I can't stand that, man. Mm-hmm. That, to me, that's plastic. Mm-hmm. That's like a Ken doll. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or some kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. it just, it hurts mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And, um, Listen to your dog bark. I'm sorry. When um, the Ken doll, people are just putting on the face, the, the pastor specifically, the different leaders in different roles. Yeah. Yeah. And you got some guys that get up there, they dress sharp. Yeah. You know what I mean? You guys, and, and it's like, I don't have a problem if you yeah. dress sharp. Or actually, if you wear a pair of shorts and some flip flops, I could care less, honestly. Yeah. Um, but then you got the people that I believe they can dress sharp. But they choose not to in an attempt to be a bumper sticker. Oh, and, and, yeah. and they're dressed trying <laughs> yeah. to show some humility yeah. or something like that. And it's, it's like, not come real on, either. That, yeah. ain't, that ain't like yeah. that ain't what you do, man. Yeah. Like be you. Do what you yeah. do. Yeah. I was talking with a pastor friend of mine on Monday and uh he put it this way, which he and I have talked a, a bit about this in the past, but I like the way that he put this specifically, and that is pastors who do things just for Christian optics. 
Mm. Yes, yes. Just for the optics of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he, like, for instance, when you're, and this is getting into our, see, these, these are all woven together. Yeah. This is getting into the next episode about pastors. But pastors have this pressure from the elders and leaders of the church to play the part. So, mm-hmm. like, if you... Give them what they want. Well, and if, like, if we, we as a church uphold... Uh, value small groups then for instance you better be in a small group pastor for the sake of appearance because how would that look to the congregation if you weren't in it but right there that's a bunch of bs because that's just doing it for christian optics yeah but why wouldn't you be in one anyway is my you know i'm saying like on the flip side like that shouldn't even have to be a thing because why wouldn't you be in one yeah and you don't have to lead it and it don't have to be with like the super deep theological group just yeah why like my thing is why not go first and that, yeah. that's what I call it, to exactly um, speak on this, to express weakness and vulnerable yep. in order for you to do that and you, if you want the congregation yeah. to do it. So this will be the but next this, one. But this is, a fine, this is a fine line that mm. I want us to catch the difference between, and that is, yes, he needs to do it because he, his heart's into it and he's finding some, and he's, whether it's a, a small group or a group of guys or, or something, obviously he has to be in that. And that has to be an authentic uh, thing that he's doing. But not doing it for the sake of just Christian optics to do it, and his heart's not into it, to do it just for the show, just because he is a pastor. But like what these people are saying, as I hope is that they're saying is, we just want you to be willing to be weak and vulnerable, not in the way like you just said, like put on ripped up jeans (laughs) and these humble clothes just to try to show that I'm that no that's false humility Mm -hmm. yeah but to do it in a uh, an authentic way right yep I hope people catch that that balance because there's a way of being quote-unquote humble that really isn't it's just for show yeah right what about what about this one get out into the real world that's a tricky one because that's almost like I could see like a guy in the congregation and the pastor's preaching, he just yells out, man, go in the real world. Yeah. Like he's saying some stuff that the congregant feels like, man, we can't do that. And and so why why would, I'm guessing, I'm assuming yeah. that this person would feel, right, like you're asking me to do something that's just not real. Okay. But if the pastor would be vulnerable and share his experience in that, the person might not want to do it for whatever mm-hmm. reason, but they can't say that the pastor hasn't done it. Mm-hmm. Right. And see that it can be done mm-hmm. or at least attempted to be done. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel this person in a sense, because I think a lot of a lot of times pastors are asking congregation people to do mm-hmm. um, things. But really, like, honestly, if I had to pick a side to be on, mm-hmm. I'm on the pastor side on this. OK. Like to me, a person that says get out in the real world. I can't I've never heard anything from a, a stage, pulpit, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it from a pastor that's asked mm-hmm. us in the congregation to do something that was just absurd okay. or outlandish. Okay. I've never heard yeah. anything. Now, I may, it may be frightening to think mm-hmm. about doing it, or I may feel ill-equipped or not gifted, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's nothing bad. Yeah. So, if the, you know, getting the real world, maybe the person is mm-hmm. thinking some things I'm not thinking mm-hmm. about, but I ain't I, never heard, I've never heard nothing to yeah. make me want to respond this way. Yeah, I read it as... Um, just like if a pastor would like work at a coffee shop as well or work at uh, kind of a bivocational or, or have more of a presence 
uh, in the community outside oh, of his you, pastoral role. So like get out the Christian bubble and get into the Yeah, and so that way it okay. would have a a more, I don't want to say humanizing effect, but a more like uh, incarnational effect or a more, it, it would even help to shape him mm. to so that he knows what people are up against dealing with, you know, really. Yeah, but I don't, I don't get that because how would I be, how could I, I would be merely assuming that this isn't taking place because I'm not following this guy around yeah. everywhere he's going to see what yeah. he's doing. Uh, when, okay, so I was a pastor and this one, this kind of idea hit home with me when I was um, in a therapy group and they are asking like about my life and what all I had done. And at that point, when I was a pastor, I kept, like, I, I listed all the things that I did. And everything that I did had to do with ministry. Mm-hmm. Like, my whole day was <clears throat> taken up by whether it's preparing for lessons or, you know, church work or, mm-hmm. or book writing or, or whatever. Online ministries, my whole life was taken up by ministry. And, and pastors tend to... Uh, we pat ourselves on the back and think that's, you know, that's good. That's it's all out for Jesus or whatever. But one of the guys, he was confusing it and he just said to me and it really hit home to me. He said, when did you just do something that wasn't for the church? Mm-hmm. You know, just for you, just for your family, just for just because you're a person. And I thought and I was like, oh, there really wasn't anything. I was just so one sided that um but that doesn't have anything with being like to be bivocational. Like I get that you and you were in the bubble. Yeah, I was in the bubble. So get outside the bubble, but to go to get out in the real world, like yeah, you don't. How have, would how would the congregate know that? Did the congregation know that's what your life consisted of? Yeah, they couldn't possibly know that. Like your family would. Yeah, but how would they know you're not? It, my guess would be it would affect you as a person, in you know subtle ways as a pastor that. May okay. I don't know. Just a guess. I can't. I can't argue that. But that doesn't make. Yeah. I. I. I wouldn't guess that this person is talking about that. Let's go to the. Some of us have trouble sleeping and can be utterly exhausted. You want to skip the joy? Yeah. That's the one you wanted to like stop everything for. (laughs) Turn the lights off and like (laughs) take your shoes off and kick back. You know. Maybe. Maybe because we're going to come back to it at the end. I don't know. so some of us have trouble sleeping. We are utterly exhausted by the time we get to church. Most of us worry about money. Almost all of us are overcommitted and just don't have the time time to do half the things they talk about. These are like three different topics. Right? Yeah, so okay. we kind of touched on some of these. Well, um, I mean, the, the, the top one we didn't touch on. Okay. I mean, being sleeping or being exhausted when we get to church. Yeah, like, that's a great. Like to me, yeah. that's a personal problem. Yeah. Like if we're supposed to be excited to go to church and worship, uh-huh. like – why would we exhaust ourselves that much? Now, if we have trouble sleeping yeah. and there's a disorder or a problem, I get that. You know what I mean? But to me, the question I'd have to ask myself is, am I part of the problem or am I all mm-hmm. of the problem? In other words, if like I've, I've heard, like if you look at your phone or watch TV mm-hmm. or do stuff like that as you're trying to go to sleep, it does something mm-hmm. to your brain where it it can prohibit you sleep. You know, when you fall asleep, your brain is still really active, so you won't sleep mm-hmm. well. So if I'm part of the problem, you know, if it's self-induced, mm-hmm. then I got no sympathy for you. And maybe <laughs> I'm just being hardcore, but that's what type of dude I am, and I'm going to keep it real. Yeah, that's But good. if it's it's a it's a problem you have, like if you have a sleep apnea yeah. or something like that, and, and you've tried uh, CPAP and you've tried therapy, and you know, like if you've tried mm-hmm. things and it's just troublesome, 
then yeah, man, like I would say when if if you're exhausted when you get to church because of something that's not of your own mm. doing and you have pastors specifically talking to you about doing stuff, mm. then I would say let them know what's going on. Mm. And I think they'll give you yeah. a pass. And if they don't know what's going on and you feel conviction in the in the like out in the congregation mm. and you feel some kind of conviction, then let it go. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even think they're talking to me. And if it if it bugged me up enough that much and I feel like I needed to get something off my chest mm-hmm. and I would go to them and I'd tell them this, there wouldn't be nothing they could do. Like they should not stop doing that from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But maybe they throw a caveat in yeah. there. Blah, 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 blah. But maybe some of you, like, this is a legit problem. Mm-hmm. And if it is, like, we we recognize you, we hear you, we see mm-hmm. you. Thank you for letting us know. So then they get recognized mm-hmm. so they can be released of that mm-hmm. tension. So that's what I think about that. It, it resonates with me because, okay. uh, like, trying to, because uh, I'm, you know, I'm not a, in ministry anymore. I'm out in the real world. And I off The real world. I have ministry to, wasn't the real world. I I, 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 I hated <laughs> you know I hated when people said that because I always you know defended and it's like oh ministry is a real world and there are uh, things which we'll talk about next time which yeah, are, are yeah. such stresses in that but um but yeah I I know what it's like to go to church you know having uh, woken up at four in the morning and done a shift all before, before church starts and and changing in the parking lot <laughs> yeah. uh, out of my work clothes and going into church yeah. and and like. I'm, I've already worked a full shift and I'm exhausted and I'm sitting there and everybody's, you know, and I mean, like bright and happy and smiley. And well, I mean, is that invested. a common thing or was that like a one off thing? Like, periodic? well, that's what I wonder. You know, there's well, if, I'm asking if, you. No, that's that's an often thing for me. OK, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about yourself. Yeah, right? yeah. And I just wonder if, you know, even if it's if there's just five people in the congregation like that. You know, that's and maybe this person is is there's that vantage point that the pastor just needs to know that this person wants to communicate that um, there's a lot going on in people's lives and people aren't necessarily being lazy. They're not necessarily checking out. They're not meaning to fall asleep during the ser- the service, but they just want pastors to know that, hey, there's a lot going on here. We're trying our lives are we're trying our best to hold them together, Man. you know, financial issues, family issues. And uh, we showed up. We're here. And that's yeah. and that's so all I, we can do. right And now. so I, I, I again, like I'm usually more wrong than I am. Right. And this may be one of the times when I'm wrong. But my idea of and, and let me say this again, if it's like period, if it happens periodically, this isn't for you. Yeah. If it's because of some physical issue you have, this isn't for you. Yeah. But if it's neither one of them things, then like, why are you coming to church on Sunday giving God the fumes instead of yeah, giving yeah. him? If, if you're making so, poor so life make, make a life change. Yeah, and if that yeah. means a job exactly. change, yeah. then change the job. Yeah. Or change, you know, get them to, you know, like I'm saying, what I, this, this really, this gets me. <laughs> this, it gets me. I'm passionate about we this. We had a hot button here. <laughs> yeah, because like, we as Christians, and I'm, I'm not going to say everybody, I'm going to say we, including myself, yeah. because this is true of my life, although I'm I'm cognizant of it, and I'm always trying to um, be doing the right thing mm-hmm. as a result of that, but most people aren't. The world takes the preeminence in a person's life, and God gets the leftovers, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, I believe 
it needs to be exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. And that means we have to change our mindset about the word of God. Mm-hmm. We need to change our mindset about how we live our lives for God. And when we look at how the world operates, I think it's way different than the way God wants us to operate. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if I'm talking 1500s, 1800s, or 2022. Mm-hmm. It don't matter what's going on in the world. We as Christians and have families, we have a right in America, mm-hmm. especially, to live our lives the way we want mm-hmm. to. And it's because we want to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. We want to put our kids in every yeah, doggone thing imaginable because I, we don't want them to feel bad because Sally and Johnny go to everything. <laughs> and we don't want little Bob not to go to everything. <laughs> man, for, forget what the world do. Forget what they do, yeah. man. And you do and have, be honoring yeah. God. I'm Colin Smith, I heard him. Um, talking about the Sabbath day and resting one day a week. And he said something so that right along these lines, it was really striking. Um, he, he said, like to those who say, well, you don't understand that I don't have enough time to take one day off per week. And he said, based in so many words that basically, if you don't have time to do that, then the Sabbath is a way, keeping a Sabbath in your week is a way of helping to regulate the rest of your week. And helping to put things back in order. Because if you don't have, make time basically. Figure out how to do it. And it's a healthy way of um, controlling your week. So that's not the right word. But that idea. So I I hear what you're saying. Well, you know, great minds think alike. (laughs) You were getting off on another subject though. Trying to validate what these people are saying. But um, no, those are some good words. Most of us worry about money. Yeah, I get that, man. And, and again, the word that sticks out to me is worry. And it makes me ask the question, why? Mm-hmm. Why are we worried about money? And I mean, we we as adults, as as leaders in our household, we build the structure of our lifestyle. Right. Meaning we control mm-hmm. what we do and what we have and what we don't have. And if it's a matter of worrying about money, then to me, you need to fix like mm-hmm. either your income stream or you need to fix like how you spend money so that it eliminates the worry. Mm-hmm. And if it's a, again, there's caveats all over the place, yeah. right? If you're physically disabled, yeah, if, if you're you mentally disabled. Your husband you, just died. Yeah, there's you know, going to be these... things that, that change what I'm saying. Yeah. But if that's not you, yeah. then why are you worrying? What are you doing? Take that sofa back that you got the $40 a month payment, <laughs> payment plan for rent center you know, take the car back. You got a payment and get a Yugo or something. I mean, yeah. I'm serious about this, man. Like, again, we build our lifestyles yeah. around what we want or what we see others have. Mm-hmm. And then, then we think that's what we need. And then we mm-hmm. worry about money. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I, think, I, I have to ask people for money for what I do. So yeah. if anybody, if I, I should be a person in a small class of people <laughs> that legitimately should worry about money, right? Because I'm depending on somebody to give me yeah. something by asking. Yeah, I don't worry about it at all, man, because my source is not people. My source is God, mm-hmm. you know, and if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, we're not going to have to worry about money, clothes, where we live, food. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about none of that. Consider the lilies. Consider right? the lilies, right? How they toil and spin. Yeah. I love that. It's like. <laughs> It reminds me of them little things when I was a kid. You put the little metal thing in the pole and the wind blows and they spin. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. I used to put them out everywhere when I was little, man. That's to bring this back. Bring, let's bring them back. We make a fortune. And we won't need no bumper sticker bumper members. Sticker. <laughs> um, let's go to uh, 
Let's go to bring a personal relationship with Jesus. Okay. What do you think they meant by that? So, again, congregation members to their pastors, they want the pastor to bring a personal relationship with Jesus. To make sure they exude, the pastors exude that, that that they are growing in their relationship with him. I think they might mean, like, when they're teaching or preaching, that they're making it more relational, like how it relates to having a relationship with Jesus. Okay. Um, just, I mean, just because I know this person, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when I look at the rest of the things here, it seems more relational. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's I think that's what he means, but I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, but speak with courage about the things morality in the Bible that matter, no matter how controversial. Mm-hmm. Love that. That's good. Love that. Yeah. You know what I mean? No matter how controversial, like the sin of abortion and the sanctity of marriage. So. It does take courage to speak about these things. And I have heard from I have heard from pastors, in fact, that they they say we need to choose our battles. You know, what are we going to talk about? What are we not going to talk about? Um, we want to like just focus on the gospel message itself and not these issues. I've even heard, but, but isn't marriage and abortion the gospel? Well, yeah, that's I don't know who you was talking to. I hope I don't know him. <laughs> Because that's just crazy to me. Yeah, that's right. Pick your battles. If you're that's, preaching the Bible, those things come it up, mentions, right? you preach yeah, on it. Yeah. Right. Those things come up. Yep. I'm 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 sad you said that. Yep. I'm sad you said I that. I am man. not defending those battles. I, 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 yeah, I believe you. I am standing yeah. up with this courageous person who says, yes, I'm just trying to give you the perspective that, yeah, from a pastoral perspective, it does take courage because you have the elders talking against you. You have... You know, all this against uh, you saying you shouldn't do it. Yeah, and but if, you, if it comes up in the Bible, yeah, if, if, it's, if, if, if it's in culture right now. And if you got leadership in your church that's speaking against it, they need to be ousted. <laughs> they need to be gotten rid of fired elders, deacons, <laughs> overseers, whatever you call them, bishops, fire them. Get rid of them. If they're going to tell you not to preach something that's in the Bible yeah. and choose your battle, yeah. number one, I shouldn't be getting no pressure as a pastor at my church and first of all, this goes to even a different topic because I didn't I didn't submit any of these things, <laughs> but I got a whole slew of stuff, and I'm, I'm I may or may not mention. I'm gonna mention one right now just to kind of go yeah, along these. Give lines. us some of the slew. I don't even like the title pastor. Why people run around with titles in the first place? So I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not looking for a comment. I'm just kind of no, paused yeah, for yeah. effect. Right? <laughs> why effect. you Why you need to have a title in front of your name anyway? Why? Right. I don't understand. And to me, like a pastor would be synonymous with a shepherd. So, mm-hmm. like, that's my biblical viewpoint. I guess if I'm wrong and my interpretation is different than some, then, hey, mm-hmm. quit quit watching and listening to me. Mm-hmm. But that's my view, taking my belief. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I thought about starting to go around calling people shepherd instead mm-hmm. of pastor. Mm-hmm. But I still don't want no titles, man, because to me, that's part of creating that hierarchy mm-hmm. with the pastors here and everybody else down here in this pool, mm-hmm. right? And to me, like, that's a gift. It's a precious gift. Mm-hmm. Isn't every gift God gives the believers precious? Mm-hmm. It is a little bit maybe more a difficult a gift, or you know, because they're studying and everything it mm-hmm. takes to use this gift maybe more than the gift of hospitality. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying more in, like, better than. I just mean, like, the level of intensity, mm-hmm. you know, but a person with the gift of hospitality might be listening to me and say, man, you don't know what you're talking about. 
it's intense when I got a group of a hundred people and I got this and I got to make <laughs> and it's like you know what I, I don't know nothing about that so I don't I don't want to step on no yeah, toes make yeah. people feel bad but my point is like we I don't believe we as congregants should look at these people who are in leadership at the church as if they're somebody mm-hmm. so distinguishable um, than us. Because then it creates this hierarchy where we get into idol worship mm-hmm. and people deification and all this kind of stuff. It does create a lot of the issues that we're seeing. Yeah. It does. And especially as we hear from the pastors and try to combine these together, we're going to see that. There, is, there are some real dangers with that being set apart at a different level. There are. Because, because one thing that you start to do is... You start as a pastor living in fear and doing things for Christian optics and believing your own BS. And then the congregation starts doing the same thing with the pastor. Mm-hmm. They they um, expect him to live by these bumper stickers. They put Christian optics on him and on them. And it just yeah, they, it creates these two um, kind of blind yeah, sides yep, that yep. aren't truly I seeing think, each I other. I think a lot of the pastors may feel that pressure from the congregation to yeah. do these things, yeah. as you're saying. And they do them in fear, yep. right, of they may leave. Yeah. They may say something bad. Man, if they let them go. let If you got a church of 20, praise God. If you preach the word of God, like preaching the word of yeah. God, right, and there's 20 people coming, then praise God, man. Yeah. Where, where, where we get this idea, which is another topic I'm going to stop, what, like what? why we got to be growing and, and, yeah. and building buildings and <laughs> like, like I'm not a pole, like discipleship to me can take place, should take place mostly outside yeah. of the church. If we're making disciples, then we don't need all... Yeah, I'm gonna stop what's right there, the, man. That's what's a whole the smallest topic. group you've ever preached to? <laughs> For me, it's two. For me, it was like four, but they were all like in their <laughs> mid to late 80s. Okay, and I think three of them was sleep. <laughs> and as, as a side note, which is super funny, was I was praying like crazy, Lord. What do you? I didn't know this. First of all, yeah, I had no idea about the size of the church, the age, or nothing. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to preach about? And it was about renting. <laughs> Well, running the race. <laughs> and these people are like in wheelchairs yeah. and walkers and stuff. Yeah, rolling the race. And so I got I got there and I saw that and I was like, man, Lord. And so it it it, it the 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 ending part was more about like run the race, run the race well, and you guys have been running it well. Yeah. And now like but keep perfect. But keep yeah. but keep running. Yeah. Or keep wheeling. Yeah. Keep scooting. Yeah. Keep doing it, right? Yeah, get that wheel and feel. But it just—it was just hilarious to me because I was geeked up. Like I had a whole <laughs> section I didn't even preach on because it was about being involved, right, and entering the race and getting in. And this is why you yeah. do it. Like these people have been there and done yeah. that already. Right, okay, let's circle back to this. Speak with courage about things in the Bible. Okay, so what um what challenges or inspiration can we give to pastors right now about this? Just so that I I guess I would say that. Pastors, if you're listening out there, your congregations, especially now, I think more than ever, they need a lighthouse out there. They need to know where to look because they we have all these issues coming at us from social media, the news and culture. We have all these controversial things like we we feel scrambled. We feel mixed up, messed up. And uh, on the bumper sticker faith podcast, we don't cover everything on here. So they need 
<laughs> they need guidance. We need guidance yeah, from I, you pastors. Yeah, but I would say thing for a pastor, like, man, preach the word, man. Now, you, now I'm not on, like, to me, there's two extremes, right? There's the one where, man, I'm. You might not even hear the word God or Jesus from a guy preaching. That's one extreme. The mm. other is you got people that's saying, if you don't feel conviction, then you ain't preaching. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, whoa, like it ain't my job to convict you. That's the word yeah. of God's job. And as I'm being faithful to the word in my preaching and teaching, then that's going to naturally come out of it. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't have to be saying, and you're going to be damned and blah, but so you got yeah, the other yeah. extreme. I'm not saying that. I'm I'm saying like if I had if pastors asked me, Lewis, then what should I do, man? Like keep it keep it real, yeah, and just preach the word, yeah, man, preach and, the and, word and, and, and 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 do it in love, not yeah, in condemnation, yeah, 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 yeah. Do yep, it in love. Yep. It's not going to be received if it's yep, in condemnation, yep, yep. but if you do it in love, it's going to make it easier for people to wrestle. Because you're going to get some people that's going to be like praise the Lord and, mm. and like yes. You know, raising their hand by what you're saying, and you're gonna have some people that's gonna sit there, maybe their fist balled mm -hmm. up and their heart even balled mm -hmm. up in a sense because you're talking yeah. about something may, they maybe disagree with. Mm -hmm. But if you're being charitable yeah, and you're preaching, yeah, yeah. they may be able to let them loosen yeah. up a little bit and really listen yeah. and let the word wash over them, and maybe it'll start helping them change more to a biblical yeah. view versus your, a personal your view. Your tone is huge. Yeah. Your yeah. tone and whether you have love in your heart and prayers for your people as you're speaking is huge. And like you said, you can talk about the controversial issues if if your tone is, is mm -hmm. the right one. That's, yep. that's, that's a huge takeaway. Yep. Let's see. Uh, bring the Bible to life in homilies, someone said. Yeah. So this is, um, you know, the homilies, that's terminology for like Catholic, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I so would just say. bring the Bible to life. Yeah. I mean, just bring them. Yeah. Make yeah. it come to life, man. Yeah. Make it like something that's not like pre, like <sighs> got to blow the dust off of it. It's so yeah. old. We can't relate yeah. to it. Like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't need, uh, you don't need all these catchy thrilling intro stories and jokes and that like if if you if it, it is a gift and an ability with a lot of people you if you get into the story of the bible and uh, you can bring it to life like i'm often struck i, I talk about uh, my pastor colin smith all the time but like i'm often struck when he's preaching like probably like 15 minutes into it i kind of like i'm like in a trance and and i realize that wow He's just been talking about whatever, uh, First Samuel the whole time. Like he, he hasn't even told a story. He hasn't even given a joke. Yeah, it's anything. not he personal, just, none is description. He just starts right into it and he's telling yeah, us a yeah. story because he's so gripped by it, yeah. bringing it to life. And like if, if you well, do you, that, you, you got a dude that's so gifted at so yeah. many different levels. Like, during, I, like I haven't heard many that can combine all these things together. But in you one. know what I mean. You've heard him preach, and oh, it's like absolutely. you're like twenty minutes Dude, into the I thing. Know, I know exactly, and, and you and realize you've been talking about lamentations the whole time. It was like or, God, or, you, or you not only gifted him spiritually, but you've gifted him like accentually. <laughs> <laughs> with, if that's a word with the Scottish bro yeah, yeah yeah I mean that just to me tantalizes the ear and that just yeah. plays at least here in America yeah it does maybe over in Scotland they, everybody sounds like this so it ain't that big a deal you know but here he like the Pied Piper yeah yeah. so that mixed with the spiritual gifts he has just yeah. makes it like a, a great mix yeah so bring your sermons to life yeah yeah I like I like for me when I see that or when I hear you say that I think about like like, for instance, I just preached at the church I attend Sunday, uh -huh. um, Daniel 6. Mm -hmm. well, I didn't I didn't want to read through the whole chapter. 
So what I did was I just that's gave, Daniel in the Lions. Yes, I basically did the Lewis Dooley version. Yeah. So I condensed it, you yeah, know, and I, yeah. I said several times like, if you want to read the full story, go back and read it. But I I I, I added most of it. I say about maybe seventy percent of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used some of my own vernacular, my own tone. Mm-hmm. Like I just was myself, and yeah. then I highlighted some points in there that I really wanted to expound on after mm-hmm. I read it Mm -hmm. and so i think like that to me for me means like help the story come to life Mm -hmm. you know paint the picture yeah and that's what i kind of see like i want i want to be i'm not saying i'm good at it or i can do it i'm not an artist either but i like to say like when i'm telling stories i want to visualize myself with a canvas and a paintbrush Mm. and as i'm speaking i'm putting the strokes on the canvas to where at the end you can see what i see Mm mm-hmm that's my goal. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm preaching or if That's I'm teaching. Great. I like that. Now I want to bring in the one that we skipped about holding the Bible. Because oh, okay. I think this is a, a great place to put it because I put this one in there. Oh, boom. <laughs> that was That's, mine. It's all good. Bro. So hold the Bible in esteem more than Jordan Peterson. And that ties to bringing the Bible to life in homilies. One okay. thing I've noticed about Jordan Peterson is what's what is about his biblical lectures in particular, the early ones that he's preaching, not preaching, he's teaching with such conviction on the Bible. And like you listen to it, and he like believes the the Bible so much. I don't know if he's a Christian. I don't know if he, you know, necessarily believes and trusts like we do. But he holds the Bible in such esteem that there are very few pastors, if any, Mm. that I've ever heard, ever heard in my entire life who okay. uphold the scriptures to the level that he does in public teaching. I, All right? Yeah. Like when you hear him, it's like he his from his viewpoint, like these are the best writings. And maybe for him, they're not the word of God. They're just writings. Yeah. But these are the best writings ever. And you better submit yourself and learn from these things. Like that's his viewpoint. And he gets so like geeked out and thrilled with them. Like, can we bring a little of that into the church yeah. where pastors are just so psyched out of their minds about the Bible that um, they can't wait to share? So I took this totally like yeah. the wrong way. Hold the Bible in esteem more than Jordan Peterson. I thought it meant like <laughs> pastors are holding Jordan Peterson. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, no, no, no. So when you sound like, I don't get yeah, it. No, but no, now no. it's like, Now oh. you get it. Yeah. Because I, I, so I, I got a confession. I don't even know who Jordan Peterson so is. here's this guy, Jordan Peterson, <laughs> who teaches on the Bible. He's traveling the world right now. How can he not be a Christian? Teaching on Exodus. He did a whole Genesis series. He's teaching on Exodus. And the amount that he drills into it and digs into it and speaks about it and says that you should believe it. I got to I got to listen. I got to listen to this. It's dude, just Danny. unreal. But you said you don't know if he's a Christian. No. He's, How could he he's not close. be? He's close. But I, I don't know. that blows I don't my know. I, don't know. I didn't even think that would be know. possible that he believes and he tells others to believe. Exactly. That's the enigma of him. That that That's the proper enigma. That's the and, and But wow. my point is. Uh, I get your great point. Pastors be more passionate than him. It's that like is, some. I've been to churches where people are like supposedly preaching and teaching. I wouldn't call it that, but that's what they would call it. And it's like you can you can even tell like they might not even really believe what yeah. they're saying. Yeah, and they give more credence to like some secular whatever. Yeah, and it's like then, don't get off of yeah, there. Yeah, you like they're um. 
Like Showtime at the Apollo was a show I used to watch <laughs> yeah. on TV back in the day, late too. night on yeah, Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd have like stand-up comedians, all kind of yeah. people. And if it went bad, if the audience was like booing them, they had a dude called the Sandman. He yeah. had one of them long shepherd's hooks. <laughs> and he'd be dressed up and he'd come out there, tap dance, do a little dance. And he grabbed the person's body with the hook and like tap dance yeah. and pull him off the stage. I like want to snatch that dude off the stage. Man, get up, man. What you, man? Get from up there. Yeah. Get your butt from up there. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's great, man. I love that. Okay, because I was like Jordan Peterson. I, yeah. You know, honestly, and this is gonna be stupid. I was thinking, oh, that must be that. I think that's the dude that wrote the message. <laughs> that's Eugene <laughs> that's Peterson. Eugene Peterson. Yeah. So at least that's why yeah. I got yeah. the the last they name. Both, they both like the Bible, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. And then talk to people. Don't preach at them. Engage them. Mm. You know, and, and when I like that makes me think about when I was in prison and we used to have a lot of talk Southern people. Don't preach at them. Yeah. Okay. We have a lot of Southern Baptist people. Yeah. Come in preaching. I mean, literally, I'm guessing this happened on the outside, but I've never seen it in church on the outside where guys literally would pound on the yeah. pulpit and they would sweat. And spit would be flying. Yeah. So you definitely now understand the term back row Baptist. <laughs> because you don't want to sit on the front row because you're gonna you need to bring umbrellas like a Gallagher concert or something, you know. You need to put plastic on, bring umbrellas or something yeah. because it's gonna be spraying stuff everywhere. Yeah. So but um but yeah, man, like you like you mentioned, tone. Mm -hmm. You know, I think and I think being excited, you know, but but pointing the finger at and not joining in, even if it's like, even if it's not, if you're preaching about sin or some mm -hmm. particular sin, even if it's one that you don't have a problem with and maybe never had a problem with, I think as a, a preacher, you still need to acknowledge mm -hmm. your struggle and fight with sin, even if it's not the particular one you're talking about. Because then, to me, you're engaging the person. You're being real, mm -hmm. acknowledging like that they're real and and, and, and I'm re you know they're mm -hmm. real too, and then that dynamic of them preaching at you to me can change because now I'm preaching to us. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's that's what I see, and that's yeah. engaging. When you do that, it engages. When I got a pastor up there that's saying, "Hey, look, here's here's the issue I got. I'm struggling with right now. I'm like, I want to I want to go up there and hug mm -hmm. them. You know what I mean?" Mm -hmm. Whether I got that problem or not, mm -hmm. but the fact that they're going to be vulnerable like that, mm -hmm. that means a lot because it humanizes them. Rather than when a pastor, <laughs> when a pastor, uh, and I'm guilty of this, you talk about past struggles, not present ones. Yeah. You'll yeah. talk about something that you've overcome or so you think you've overcome it. Yeah. Bumper sticker. But guess what? You really didn't. <laughs> you really didn't. You really didn't. <laughs> it, just, it just came up in a different form. Is, but talk about present struggles. Here is one that I love. I wish my pastor <laughs> knew my name and where I served at the church. And look, my heart beats so much for the person that wrote this and just for the truth behind it. But yeah. my heart also beats for the pastor because it's like, yeah, don't think that most of them don't want to yeah. know your name. Let's or validate you serve. this person first. Let's yeah, but just, let, yeah. let's validate them. Like, yeah, man. Well, I read the first part. I wish my pastor knew my name. I, I, I laughed out loud. <laughs> like I'm, and then I was, and I thought, oh, come on, you know, he can't know everybody. But then the person added, and where I served at the church. So I thought, oh boy, yeah. this is an act actual person that the pastor should probably know. Yeah, and, and to me, like, when I read this, my first thought was, this person feels invisible. Yeah. And maybe mm -hmm. they don't. 
But I know many people that probably do. Some people want to be invisible. Yeah. But this person, they're writing them, whether it's this applies to them or someone else. There's people that feel invisible that don't want to be invisible. And um, I think it's definitely valid to where leadership in the church should know your name and, and they should know where you serve. Um, but it, but doesn't this kind of go to this hierarchy that we create? Just to be mm. real and to dig mm. a little deeper into what this person is saying. Mm. Like, like does this comment connotate that they're them mm-hmm. and I'm me and because they are them, I need to be validated by mm. them because they're yeah. higher than me. Yeah, they're, I don't think we're going to get rid of any hierarchy. <laughs> so, man, we ain't if we ain't going to talk yeah, about it. Yeah. And we ain't if we ain't going to change. Yeah. So I'm not going to not talk about it. I'm going to advocate yeah. for change. It's kind of like getting racism ab- ab- yeah. abolished. Like, it definitely ain't going to change if people ain't talking about it yeah. and trying to do something about yeah. it. So I'm always going to talk about it. So you're saying this person, which is not the same necessary person. Yeah, and I'm asking wrote. the question. I'm yeah. not saying I'm asking the question. So yeah. I'm not making the statement this person is doing this. I'm asking the question, mm-hmm. possibly, is this what's being done? Mm-hmm. Because if I go to church and I'm serving, like me, personally. I'm going okay. to church. I'm serving in okay. the church. I don't care if none of the pastors know my name yeah, or where yeah. I serve because I'm not there for them. Yeah. I'm there to serve the Lord, yeah. to praise yeah. the Lord, to it. hear the word. And then another caveat is I'm sitting there in church. I could care less if the 20 people to my right and left know my name. But it's for some reason, it's more important that the pastor knows my name. It's a, but, but, that's that hierarchy you're speaking yeah, to. Yeah, that's problematic. Yeah. It, to me, yeah. it should be the opposite. Yeah. If I'm if, if we're the body, right, and I've created this hierarchy of these people, yeah. because it's way more of us than it is of them. Like we can take them people out. <laughs> we can we can shut this church down. It, collectively, we can shut it down, right? We yeah. stop coming. There yeah. goes the church, right? So like we need to be. You know, one of the things I love at church, and we do it at the church I attend. Mm-hmm. Um, and some churches do it periodically. I like it every week. At some point, take a minute or two. Man, shake somebody's yeah. hand. Sometimes church will take four or five minutes. They'll say, go shake the yeah. hand of somebody you don't know. Like, I love that. Yeah. You know, because some people are more introverted. I'm not. Some or having shy. Or having a coffee fellowship time before or after well, the definitely. service. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, but most churches, a lot of churches don't do that. I know some churches that they take about a 30-minute break in between their two parts. To do that. Just, I think just for I that. love that. I lo- if I, if I, was, I love that, If too. I was helping start a church, like where I was a part of the, that's definitely yep. going to take place. Yep. I love that, man. That would probably take place before the service, <laughs> during the service, well, I don't know, but, after but, the service. But I'm a potluck guy. So, like, <laughs> if we don't have none of the other stuff, we got to have potluck. Man, I preached at a Haitian church once. Okay. Four hour services, <laughs> including wow. all the fellowship before, during, afterwards. Okay. Wow. Four hours. I love the experience that this was. Every hey, week. That would be cool. Anyway, but so. I had another thought about that. Oh, yeah. Like, pastors just hear this. So, this is a word. So, kind of validating and advocating for this person who wants the pastor just to know their name. Mm-hmm. I just want to speak to the pastors just for a second. Like, this is, this is really important. And forgetting everything that we just said, that pastors spend spend 10 minutes, 20 minutes less on whatever uh, sermon you're preparing for or program you're trying to do mm-hmm. or budget you're trying to create. Spend 10 minutes less on doing that 
and spend 10 more minutes on knowing some people's names and your ministry will go further. Yeah, I, yeah. I guarantee no, I, agree I guarantee that, that I agree the average that. person sitting in the the congregation will feel will get more out of yeah. <laughs> out of you and your ministry mm, if yeah. you know their name well, versus the, anything else. If you're a church that's even close to wanting to be about discipleship, <clears throat> then there's going to be some staff, i.e. some pastors that's going to know your name. See, so either either yeah. it probably is, but you don't know they're a pastor at the church. Man, think about Jesus. Like think about Jesus and the and like knowing the disciples' names. Like that's what struck Nathaniel so much when Jesus came up mm. to him and said, "Hey, I knew you. I saw you under the, the tree. tree. Yeah. yeah." And he's like, "You knew me, surely. You are the Son of God." That's so Jesus man. modeled that's this where dope. he would know people and their names yeah. before they even he had realized. a little help because he was God. But but still, like it's the well, good. I'm just saying it's a good it's a good practice. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's a good practice for us. I believe. But he, yeah, Jesus modeled that, and yeah, I, I, there's been times in my life when the pastor knew me and I didn't know that he knew me, and that's that's pretty cool. That's something too, right? That's, Sometimes that's there's another cool. thing like they know you, but you didn't even know it. It's yeah, like, and you feel like love yeah. and warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. But again, lastly, to validate the person that wrote yeah. this. It's not bad, I would say it's good, that leadership at church should know people's names and know where they serve, without a doubt. Actually, another good example, uh, our worship pastor at our church, I'm I'm like shocked. He has so many plates spinning that he has things he has to do, but I'm often shocked of what he notices. And he like notices and say, "Oh yeah, those people sit on this side of the church. They do that. These are their habits. Yeah, this person takes notes. That per- person mm-hmm. doesn't take notes. Like yeah. he notices things. And when I hear that from him, it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, that is notice, cool. When that, you that, notice that, that as a pastor, cool. man, we're closing in. Just um, you know, we we ain't even scratched the surface. We might have to be three or four episodes. Cause look, this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Would you not agree? It is. So." I'm, we're not locked in to have to just run through this stuff because people send stuff in. I want to validate that and okay. honor that you send it in. And I want to talk about these things. And so because um, we might want to do stuff like this again and we might want your help. And if you gave us help before and we didn't take it, why should yeah. you give us help? And again? we want to do other other topics where we take surveys. Yeah, that's, get, that's what I get mean. Get real. Yeah, get yeah, real. Yeah, if you submit real something feedback, this time yeah. and we don't talk about it, yeah. you probably ain't going to do it again. I probably yeah, wouldn't. Yeah. So we want to yeah. go through these, and if we had to, want to have to do several episodes, um, and again, we hope it's beneficial to you. So we want to validate you and thank you, um, and this stuff is real. And so, yeah, we they need to know. Leadership needs to know your name. They definitely need to know where you serve. And maybe you're at a church that if you feel this way, I would say probably they would agree. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, hopefully, if you were to humbly go to them and say, hey, man, this is how I feel, like being vulnerable. Yeah, and and taking a step that they probably will validate that, and, and they will probably any, be apologetic, and then you'll have yeah. that. And if there's any elders or church leaders, depending on your church polity, uh, listening to this right now, um, take it to heart that hey, if if you're busying your pastor so much that he doesn't have time to learn people's names, yeah. that basic thing, then just like we've talked about with the Sabbath or with how you structure your Sunday morning. Make room that <laughs> do some things, cut some things out. Maybe you're doing too much if yeah. you don't have that time. Yeah, and I, I would say this, and then we could go to the second one unless you yeah. have something else to say. No, I'm, I'm, um, I'm good. Again, this goes back to what I talked about for, before with titles. Like the person that submitted this, they used the word pastor. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to assume 
that they wouldn't see an elder or a deacon as being a pastor. That's what my assumption yeah. is. Yeah. But if these people, if the title they had, if they were to have one, would be elders, right? You have some mm-hmm. elders who operate more in a pastoral care type of mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. You have some elders that operate in a teaching role, yep. in a preaching role, yep. but they all will be elders. Then if you got, you know, eight elders and two or three, like, people like that are called pastors that are teaching, you really got like 10 people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So and they're now, each using their gifts. They're using their gifts, but now as a congregant, I see 10 people and surely one of those 10 is going to know my name and know where mm-hmm. I serve because one of those elders is probably going to mm-hmm. be over that 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 place where you're serving, mm-hmm. right? So now it, 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 it takes away this whole issue of mm-hmm. I wish they knew my name just and one, where I serve. Just one person, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. see what I'm saying? And to, yeah. and to no, me, like... That's why I like stripping that stuff away, man, mm-hmm. because it creates stuff that that is not helping the sheep. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it may be a spiritual maturity issue, but it is what it is mm-hmm. in a person's life. Yeah. And if we want to be discipling this person mm-hmm. and we hear this type of thing, mm-hmm. this needs to matter. If you're helping like yeah. be the leader at a church. Yeah. All right. All right. I think we got time for maybe one more. Well, yeah, let's do one more. Sure. I wish pastors had an accurate understanding of the Bible. Man. <laughs> <laughs> So my thought is this. I agree. (laughs) Is it more of a they're not teaching what the Bible is saying or is it more of an interpretation thing? Yeah, yeah. They don't believe it like you believe it. Yeah, if it's the latter, then I would say then you probably need to find a different church. Yeah. You know, if it's the – well, I guess in the first one too, if they're not really teaching what the Bible says, I guess you need to find a different church too. Yeah. Um, Because I don't know what else to think about this. Well, we we can just at least think this, that – Pastors, know your Bible. Like one of know your people, <laughs> know their names, and know that you know your Bible. Like those are the some of the two most important things that you can know. Yeah. You know of, of the things you can know. So you can spend a lot of time uh, reading Pew Research books or reading the lo- whatever, but make sure you know your Bible. That's yeah. what's most important, and and know that that's what people crave. Most of all. Hopefully that's what they create. Hopefully they, they do. Yeah. I yeah. guess that may not yeah. take as long as I think. Yeah. But but definitely I would say even if we go back to the beginning, like I, I'm a I'm a person that believes if somebody's going to be teaching and preaching, that is something that God has gifted them and called them mm-hmm. to do. You know, and if not that, then you need not to have a pulpit ministry mm-hmm. or be associated with that. That I'm just like just to be honest about. Yeah, that. if it's a and I would even a burden or a struggle for you that if you're not looking, hmm. if you're not, I know there's times of of dryness and it does get hard preaching week after week. It does, but there should be a certain amount of of thrill to it and a thir- certain amount of looking forward to it. And um, that's what we're talking. That'd about. That'd be a great topic if if a pastor if a pastor were to submit something. <clears throat> to us for the next one mm-hmm. if that were to be one of their things what you just said it gets dry then that goes to my whole philosophy of why it's got to be one guy oh yeah why it's got like like just one preaching should, pastor yes yeah. yeah it should never be dry yeah. <laughs> we're good if, if it's dry it could be several reasons and none of them are good yeah none of them are good you know so if you feel some dryness to me, that's a problem, mm-hmm. and it need not be because that's not honoring to God. Mm-hmm. I don't believe, and it's not honoring his sheep. Well, and it, it's it's reveal. 
like if you have a fever in your body, it shows that there's something wrong. <laughs> you there know, you, and you have to get at the bottom of it. You just don't. There you go. But if there's a dryness in your spirit when it comes to teaching or preaching, then that's like a, a, it's a good sign. It's not a, but <laughs> in the sense that it's letting you know that you need yeah, to address something. It's a good sign and yeah. that it's letting you know there's a yeah, problem. Yeah. Okay, cool. This next one, though, is we've kind of talked about. I wish he had the ability to bring stories of the Bible to real life. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah. I've heard there's a guy at a church on the West Coast that's great at this. Um, and he just, to me, that's a gift, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to get into the Bible and, like, tell the story in a way that can grab and grip the hearts of the person mm-hmm. so that it opens them up to receive it. That's great. The part I don't like about this same person is, like a lot of these movies and TV shows. Uh, You're a West Coast person. Yes, the yeah, West Coast yeah. person. They take a lot of liberties to fill in stuff that's okay. not from the Bible. Yeah. Which is my, and I'm going to go ahead and say this, and yeah. once you say it, I can't take it back. <laughs> that's why I haven't watched The Chosen. I okay. got so many people that say, you got to watch, you got to oh, yeah. watch, you got to watch. Yeah. Even Christian movies. I'm very leery about that because mm-hmm. even books. We got books written on heaven this big. Mm-hmm. Where are they getting all that information from? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh-huh. It ain't this much about heaven in the Bible to be <laughs> writing a book that big. It just ain't. Yeah. So then there's a lot of um, what I think, what mm-hmm. I propose, my hypothesis, mm-hmm. or what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not into that. I want just what the words say. Mm-hmm. God has given us enough of what he wants us to have. Mm-hmm. And if we desire more, that's on us. That's what Adam and Eve, they desired more. and Look mm-hmm. where it got them. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, people, we get in the same place. We want more. So then we take liberty to fill in gaps about what these people probably sounded like, looked like, other stuff they possibly did, when it just really don't matter. Mm-hmm. To know Matthew was a tax collector is great. The Bible yeah. tells us that. And we know how tax collectors operated and how they were viewed mm-hmm. back then because of, because of history. What more do mm-hmm. we need? And you're you're probably when you go too quickly to filling in things that you don't really know, you probably miss what's really there in, the, in this in this actual in structure the of the thing, yeah. in the text of the thing. Yeah, and um, and and the the problem is like I may know the Bible to a certain degree, and I can watch, listen to, or read something, and I can decipher out the stuff that's not biblical. Mm-hmm. But somebody that hasn't. They're believing stuff now oh, yeah. that's not even true. And I can't yeah. tell you how many times people have told me stuff in the Bible that's partially true and partially false based on something they read, something mm-hmm. they heard, or something they saw on TV. But when we get in the Bible, because they're like, well, where is this part at? I'm like, that ain't in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Well, I, on this movie. One of the best things you can do as a pastor is to actually use the Bible to interpret the Bible. You know, to find your, wow. to find your, if you're in a, if you're in a, um, in one of the Paul's letters, to reference back to the Old Testament and find your illustrations, to find your examples, to find, do all your research. That's a great hermeneutic. Do all your research from the Old Testament. You, yeah. There's plenty of stuff, and that's how it's intended to be read. Like if you're preaching through Revelation, for instance, and you're not using the Old Testament. Swing and a miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, like I agree. I agree. It's all Old Testament. I agree. Um, I agree. So, man, well, we're yeah. So this been good. I don't know. Have you enjoyed this? I've enjoyed it. I, man, I, think, I feel I'm, we got I'm off to a, to a rough start, but I'm ready to. Uh, 
Yeah, well, we're going to have to pick this momentum up. I'm ready to keep going. Yeah, well, I think we're going to have to end for now because yeah, yeah. we don't want to take oh, yeah, too yeah. far. Um, but, yeah, so thank you, guys. We got a lot more to share because we got a lot more stuff that people have said. We're definitely going to address it. We're going to definitely not short of giving our opinions on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I can speak for me. I'm nothing short of giving my opinion. I might need to hold back. And we're going to open up the polls, like I said, for the flip side. So if you know any pastors, send them. We'll, we'll, I'll provide the link where they can fill out the survey on our website in preparation. And how would you? And how would you feel about this, Sam? What if there's people watching and listening that knew about this, that got some stuff to us late? Mm-hmm. A, B, they're thinking about stuff that they didn't think of before. Mm-hmm. Or C, they sent it to some people that didn't even know about this, and they have some great mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe this makes our list longer. Maybe I'm gonna put you on the spot, but I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yeah, you cool with adding more to this? I mean, I don't want to drag it out, but if it's good yeah, yeah, stuff, absolutely. that isn't like kind of the absolutely. same stuff, but said differently. Yeah. yeah, that you know. So, so with that being said, now the balls has said, <laughs> the bosses and. have said. If you have some more stuff that we haven't gotten, send it to us, and we'll add. We'll extend yeah. this. You know, we're not. We're our contract is still going, <laughs> uh, but it's gonna be short if we don't get more BS crew members. That means oh, our contract true. may that's be short, true, yeah. and we may be off the air. Yeah. So we need yeah. your support. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I'm just playing. That's very true. Yeah, so and it, we could write some things on the website, too. Some articles. We can include is some. a great writer, which that's a hint. Said I wasn't going to give a hint, but that's a hint <laughs> of some exciting things that we maybe want to do. So with that being said, man, thank you guys so much for joining us, man. It's been a blessing. It's been an honor. My prayer is for the ones that we've read that you mm-hmm. have that you feel validated, that you feel loved. And I pray that we didn't step on anybody's toes in our responses and that we can grow together. And if we have some disagreements, it's okay, okay to agree yeah. to disagree, which is one of the things that we're gonna talk about in a yeah. future episode yeah. about p- politics. We ain't gonna run from politics. We ain't running from it. We gonna I'm running to it. You know, like the father ran to the the prodigal son, you know, I'm running and giving a kiss uh, to him, putting the, the ring in the road politician. on it. The prodigal prodigal. That's right. All right, we got to stop, man. God bless y'all. All right. Peace.